Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passions, and their pursuit toward happiness. I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and my passion is talking to people about their passions and what their dreams are and what drives them. So um, if you're new to the show, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the bell so you can be notified because every week we have a new guest and you never know, this person could inspire you to you know, just go after what really matters to you in life and what makes you happy. So, um, and if you're returning, thank you so much for the support. Everybody has been so encouraging and positive and it's, it's been great. So thank you so much for the support. But today's guest um, is a very passionate person about science. Um, she's a teacher and God bless all the teachers today because it's been a difficult year, you know, especially for teachers and anyone who works in the medical field. But um, this woman, she really inspired me. She was um, my biology teacher at a community college, El Camino College in Gardena, California. And she, I, it's just amazing how much information I actually retained from her class after all these years. I think I took her classes like in 2006. Gosh, it's a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah. But today, um, I just want to, with that being said, just want to welcome Dr. Teresa Palos. Thank you for coming on the show. Yay! <laughs> thank you for the invitation. I am looking forward to visiting with you today. Well, uh, thank you so much. I, you know, I just wanted a chance to acknowledge you for your good work. Because, um, I mean, you know, when people go to school, a lot of times, you know, they're just doing it because they want to get the grade so they can move on, right? But man, when I took your class, I mean, I was engaged, man. You're, the way you presented the information was very, very, um, I mean, it was hard not to learn what you, what you presented because it was very engaging and hands-on. And um, I really appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, my, my goal with my students at the outset is to encourage a passion for the topic. And of course I teach biology, but I also teach microbiology uh, as well. Um, I teach biology for major students and the microbiology for those students interested in pursuing nursing careers. So, and, and not just nursing, nursing careers, but the allied health disciplines. So um, I've been doing it for a while now and uh, what drives me is the energy that I derive from my students in the classroom. Um, that's why this, this pandemic has been rather challenging. I can imagine. Yeah, and that, that engagement is, has been, um, it's, it's, it's there, but it's different. Yes. And, um, uh, I can't even imagine what that's like because what I experienced in your class, I mean, that's part of the thing that made it so, um, you know, ingraining into my brain was the hands-on, you know, uh, how we really dived into the information, you know, physically, you know? Yeah, and that's accomplished with the laboratory component uh, for these courses. Um, and, and that's what's been the most difficult during the transition to an online format because the courses weren't designed for that. Right. So we, we've had to, we've had to um, make a considerable number of adjustments, but what I'm really looking forward to is a return, um, perhaps not to pre-pandemic normalcy, but to um, 
work our way there over the next couple of semesters. So I will be one of a handful of life science faculty members that are planning on a return for the laboratory component where, where you have that hands-on uh, element to the course or the courses. And um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, that's great. And yeah. it'll happen. It'll happen. It's, it's been weird, but I, I believe it. It's, it's gonna, we're gonna have some kind of normalcy again. Um, we just need to do what we, what we are supposed to do. Right, right. Everybody has to do their part, you know, and, you know, and it will happen. I, I it, it's not going to stay the same forever. You know, we always bounce back. We're, we're a strong species. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <we are. laughs> well, um, I, I just want to kind of, before we really dive into the science, I, I want to um, just ask you and to talk to the audience about, you know, where are you from? Like, where exactly are you from? Well, I'm from Los Angeles. Um, I am of uh, Mexican ancestry, and I was born and raised in the San Fernando Valley, which is north of downtown LA. Um, I was raised in a community called Pacoima, and um, out of uh, hardworking individuals in Pacoima, um, low income to low middle class, um, or low middle income, I should say, uh, misspoke there. Um, and I was raised by a fiercely independent uh, mother, single parent household, um, along with a sister. And it's because of my mother that I learned the value of hard work and um, responsibility. And that is what I think has um, driven what I have done uh, educationally and what it is that I do uh, for a career. Um, so it, it's, it's I, I come from a large, large Hispanic family and um, they've been an influence as well. Um, it's really great to hear that you're from, I mean, that you, that you came from a single parent household, single, I'm a single mom, so I can relate to that. You know, yeah. and my kids see how hard I work. <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad for them, you know, but they appreciate me. They actually verbalize how much they appreciate me. You know, and eight and nine, you know, that's kind of, you know, I, I almost cry whenever they do that. <laughs> no, I do get that because there are times when I look at my mom and I say, thank you. Uh, thank you for what it is that you've, um, that you've taught me from that perspective. Um, and she's always encouraged the educational component. Um, she, she, she only finished like the fourth grade. And then she emigrated from Mexico as a um, young woman and worked right away and, and, and worked for decades until she retired. And she really did go ahead and set the example. And I very much appreciate what she's done. And I make, wow. every, effort, I make every effort to go ahead and see her uh, weekly. Oh, that's great. Um, she's, she's in Pacoima. She's lived there for decades. And I go out there every Sunday and um, have dinner with her. Oh, that's nice. And it's been hard for, you know, more elderly people. You know, they, they've been my patients. You know, when they come to the dentist, they're like, you know, they're kind of excited almost because they've been locked up for so long. <laughs> you know? 
Well, you know, she she it was it was a challenge at the outset. I I think I had to go ahead and really really uh, convince her and other family members because I have family members, other family members that live in Pacoima as well, and I I really worked hard at at, at discussing with them the safety protocols and what it was I needed to go ahead and do. And it it eventually worked out, but that too was rather interesting. I would show up with the mask and she'd say, I, and I'm going, mom, come on, I need to go ahead and wear a mask for your protection. Um, not just for mine, but for your protection. So um, it's been an interesting va- dynamic, but, but she, she understands, she yeah. understands. And she too is fully vaccinated now. So. Oh, good, good. Yeah. yeah. So um, growing up, like, when did you discover your passion for science? Like, were you always you know, interested in science? I loved school. It, it, it every aspect of being within the uh, classroom environment, but where I particularly gravitated towards was the, the biology. Um, was there any particular instance that inspired me um, in a general way? No, I always enjoyed school. I was always a good student. Um, I had teachers that were uh, fantastic. I could say that from the K through you know throughout the K through twelve uh, experience, and they 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 encouraged that. They fostered that. Where I think my fascination in microbiology occurred was really rather interesting. Um, I was a, it was about three, four weeks before my high school graduation when I started to feel odd, right? Fatigued, exhausted. Um, I had a fever. I had this, this fine punctate rash and, and my, the, the, the palms of my hands started to itch and other parts of my body, I'm going, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. So my mom took me to the doctor and uh, upon his diagnosis, he stepped back about three, four feet, and he looked at me and he said, "You have scarlet fever." And I said, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "Whoa, yeah, you have scarlet fever." And I said, "Okay, how did that happen?" And that's when he introduced me to bacteria. So I, of course, had antibiotic treatment. And um, that began my interest in the discipline. So that when I went to uh, UCLA, um, I chose after about a year, year and a half of being undeclared, I chose microbiology as my major and um, enjoyed it, enjoyed it immensely. And um, that I think is what really fueled my interest in the life sciences um, at the university. At UCLA. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah. So you got sick with scarlet fever and that that's what fueled your passion for microbiology. That's- well, certainly. <laughs> yeah, when, you know, when the doctor says, when the doctor says, don't have anyone get near her, um, she has to have her own set of uh, dishware own set of utensils, um, it, it sort of makes an impact. You right. know, when I have family members standing at the fence waving. You're like quarantined. <laughs> in, a sense, in a sense, I was. Uh, so it, it, it does, it does, it does sort of stick with you, right? right. So 
Uh, my mother was the only one that that was anywhere close to me. Right, she's mom. Yeah, went ahead and and did what she she felt she needed to do to make sure that I recovered from that bout. And then I went through graduation ceremonies. You know, three weeks later, two three weeks later. That's so crazy. Was, yeah, and we yeah. dental hygienists are kind of nerdy about bacteria as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a cool story. So like, can you walk us through now, like your journey uh, when you became a teacher, like what made you decide to go that route? I I sort of fell into it by accident. Um, See, I was a micro, I was, I was, like I said, I was a, uh, my major was microbiology. So I um, started to explore what it was that I wanted to go ahead and do uh, with that. And I happened upon uh, public health. So I applied to um, the public health program at uh, UCLA and um, was accepted and began my studies. And it, it was a natural evolution, right? Microbiology as an undergraduate, uh, public health for my master's degree. Um, and within or during that time, I should say, that I was um, studying, I became a student worker at the um, state California State Department of Toxic Substances. The name has changed. I don't even remember the name of the agency that I was a worker because I was interested in environmental health. And... Um, after my experience there, I decided that, you know, maybe I want to go ahead and stay in academia. So how in academia, I don't know, research, that was the focus. I didn't have teaching on the brain. Uh, I decided that I was going to go ahead and pursue a doctorate. After taking toxicology, a toxicology graduate course, I became interested in neurotoxicology. Well, then that led me to a PhD program in neuroscience. What I did was I essentially followed my interests. I still didn't have teaching on the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, I just enjoyed learning different things. So I went from microbiology to public health to neuroscience. And then I... After my studies, uh, I went ahead and I pursued two postdoctoral stints, uh, once again at UCLA, uh, over five years. Now, that is when I started doubting whether I wanted to stay in research. So I happened upon, after doing some internet searching, I happened upon an internship program with the LA uh, with the Los Angeles Community College District. And I applied and I was accepted. And that experience led to me taking over a non-majors biology class at one of the LACCD colleges when an instructor resigned. So that was my first foray into community college teaching. And what I realized then was is that I derived a lot of energy from what was going on in the classroom. And I was much more interested in that than actually being in the research setting. Right. So I um, 
started to explore that interest a little bit more. I was called into another emergency situation when another faculty member um, had to take time off because of illness in her family. And uh, a couple of, I think it was about a, maybe well, about one or two academic sessions later, I got a call to go ahead and um, have my own, my own class. Um, and then at the same time, I had another class at another institution all while, while I was a postdoc. So it was a crazy semester where I was teaching at night and on Saturdays and doing the postdoctoral work during the day. Um, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. I used, I used Sundays to go ahead and sleep and recover for my week before I actually started <laughs> over again. But it was being in the classroom and interacting with the students and then having the students go, wow, I get it. I understand. I'm going, oh, okay, I hit upon something. Yeah. Um, that fed that enthusiasm, that passion for um, discussing science, right? right? So I went from, you know, the creating part in the research realm to actually transmitting. Um, and at the same time, along with the transmission of the content, really um, focusing on, well, how can I go ahead and present the content and have them apply their critical thinking skills? Right. So it was and, an evolution. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. this is what um, I, I loved about your class. Like, I, I just want to share my experience, like, because, I mean, you probably don't even remember. I took biology one and two and microbiology from you. I started okay. off with just biology one and I was like, oh, I love this teacher. She's like super good. So I, I continued and took the next class and then I took micro because that was all prerequisites before the dental hygiene program. Yeah. But um, I just remember in your biology class, it was so much fun. Like the we got to I mean, I actually brought my digital camera and filmed inside the microscope so I could take home the video of the amoeba we were looking at. <laughs> I still have that actually. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you serious? I can't I think find I may mine. still do. I need to I need to find it so that I can go ahead and use it once more. <laughs> no, but it was hilarious. Like I'm such a nerd. We would be at part like, I'd be having a party at my apartment. Like people would be, you know, beer in one hand, and I'm showing them videos of a paramecium and you know <laughs> what I mean? Like super nerdy kind of party but you know that those videos got used we we would talk about it all the time and then you know i just remember like the way the exams were were set up how there were all stations and you had to answer each question according to what you saw on, in the microscope on a cellular level and right. i just remember it just being i mean i remembered what the you know this the micro the microorganisms were called and what they looked like you know like i got into an argument with this um chiropractor <laughs> student uh we were arguing he because after we watched that paramecium video actually he was like oh do you know that paramecium's are, are what causes malaria and i was like no it's not <laughs> i was like it's plasmodium <laughs> and i was like i even know what it looks like it's like you know it has like these red bat wings <laughs> I remember. I was like, I can't believe I remembered that. Oh, that's a, wow, that, that's a while ago. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm a girl. <laughs> but it was just funny. I got into an argument with him and he was so sure he was right. 
you know, it, it was just, you know, that's, that's how the inflammation stuck, you know, it just, and then I just remember in micro, you know, like we had to do all those, you know, gram stainings and, you know, and I just remember that smell of bacteria <laughs> in your lab, you know, a very distinctive smell, <laughs> which was. Well, once we return, you know, it's, it's, we're going to go back to that. And I'm looking forward to that because yeah. it, it, speaking about micro, um, I think one incredibly valuable experience is working on the unknown project. Right? Oh, I know. I remember yeah. that. That was so much yeah. fun discovering which bacteria you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Still do that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, when I talk to my patients about, um, you know, bacteria in the oral cavity and like we have a Sonicare that actually has a UV sanitation box. Like okay. they actually have a version of the Sonicare that has that. That's the one I have. And the reason why I have it was because of what I learned in your class, because the UV <laughs> kills the bacteria. So I was like, that stuff works. You know, I know it works because I did the experiment. <laughs> so I tell my patients, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I sell Sonicares because of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to a return, uh, most certainly. Right now, what the, the students are doing is they have access to uh, virtual labs and uh, they work on uh, assignments that relate to the material that we discuss in lecture. Because what I do is I conduct live lectures via Zoom or the, the Cisco Web, WebEx, which is an, uh, a similar type format. Um, so that's how I conduct my lectures. And then most of the time they work independently on that uh, laboratory component. Um, but it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's you can't culture same. your own back. I guess you could culture your own bacteria, but ugh. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to go ahead and grow. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that, that's been the most difficult. The yeah, most difficult. I can I imagine. Still, I, I still work at trying to make those connections with my students. And um, I, I know it's, I know I do connect with the, with some. Um, it, it's it's difficult with others um, because what I have found is that um, many of my students um, work a fair number of hours and they have access to the recordings, but it, it's not the same as having that connection and being able to ask questions on the mm -hmm. spot. Right. So um, it, it's, it's different, you know, I'm getting the content to them, but um, I, I really feel for the students that I'm working with now because they're not getting that other part. Right, right. I just remember like how passionate you were when you were lecturing live in the flesh, you know, like um, I always sat in the front because I'm a nerd like that. But I just remember one, cause you had a lot of nursing students in your class and yes. um, there, some of them would just be like deer in the heads, like headlights, and you would just be like, you know, animated about the bacteria that we were learning about. And then I remember this one lady was like, and you were like, oh, question. You're like so excited that she had a question. And then she was like, are you mad? And you're like, <laughs> you're like, no, I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I was just like, that's that's, that's my so kind of teacher. 
I'm so animated. It's just that the students can't see that. <laughs> it's hard to be like, you know, to transfer that energy through a screen, you know? Yeah, no, no, it is. Uh, it definitely is. Um, but I've been doing it now for, I don't know, I, I think I did uh, my adjunct work for about maybe a year and a half, not, not continuously, but for about a year and a half. And now I'm, I've been at ECC now for, this is my 17th year. Wow. Um, yeah, in 2006, I had, it was, only, I was, it was only my second year. I'm so. so appreciative at the fact that you're teaching at a community college. Mm -hmm. I feel so lucky that I got an education like that from a community college because, you know, like, I truly believe that the quality of education I got from your class was definitely at the, you know, the college, you know, four year big college you know level like I you could be teaching at any college you know with the way you teach like it, the quality of the education is right up there and um I feel very lucky and I am so happy that you're teaching at a community college because a lot a lot of students you know get the opportunity for that kind of education that's really engaging and um El Camino College like I had a lot of really great teachers there I, I really enjoyed myself at that community college. If I look at my colleagues um, in the life sciences, um, we're passionate about what it is that we do. And when you look at a community college, the focus is on teaching. It is not uh, these split responsibilities where you uh, have research requirements along with the teaching. It's focused solely on teaching. So um, I, I've, I've got colleagues that very much enjoy being in the classroom and it's not just in the life sciences. It, that's the case in chemistry and that's the case in um, a variety of the other STEM disciplines. So um, we, 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 we do a really good job of educating our, our students so that they are able to go ahead and move forward. Um, and we derive that energy from being in the classroom. I cannot, emphasize that point enough yeah I really can't so uh, I'm excited about returning um but we need to return in a safe manner right and, um it, it we'll, we'll get there we'll get there but um it's <laughs> I can't wait until that that occurs when you teach are you at home like or do you actually go into the class and have your digital learning over there no, no, no. we we do everything from uh from home um i actually when i've gone to my office um i i have to seek permission to even access um, my office and and i've had to do that several times to pull my materials so that i can go ahead and uh, have lecture from home but that's the format that we're in right now. The, um, the classes that are on campus currently are those uh, from the essential um, disciplines. So say for example, nursing, mm -hmm. um, nurses are needed. So um, it's those disciplines that are still, that are on campus, but very, if you look, if you look at all the courses across the institution, it's a, uh, it's a small percentage. Um, we are in the midst of planning for the fall, and even then, it's going to be uh, it's going to be limited. Not all the life scientists are returning, 
Mm -hmm. It's a handful. And for us, we have the, the option of staying at home and continuing with that mobility. I've opted to return for my labs, mm -hmm. uh, the laboratory, the hands-on, uh, the hands-on work by the students is so essential. It is in science. It, it definitely is. It really yeah. does help ingrain the information and just, um, it makes you understand it so much, so much better. Oh, most certainly. And, and I think what will happen is, is that with the limited number of classes that are going back, that will inform what will happen in the spring. So it, we're, we're, we're working our way there. We just have to, as a, um, as a society, do what it is that we need to go ahead and do. And right. it, it's, you know, when you listen to the media, it's, it's not always the easiest thing to do. I mean, I, I look at my family and it's not the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, this, this vaccine hesitancy is very real, but the sooner, um, folks become vaccinated, large numbers, more than what we have now, um, become vaccinated, I think, the, the sooner we can move towards that, right. that um, normalcy that right. we so crave, because we crave it. Yeah, here in uh, Gwinnett County, like my kids are in, uh, you know, second and fourth grade. Matt, I just remember like after, cause my kids have been in class face-to-face, -face, you know, since the fall and yeah. they've they've been okay we've had a couple of scares but i just remember after the holidays when everyone kind of went a little crazy <laughs> hanging yeah. out together um we've uh, all the teachers just started getting sick what you know oh. so like they were just kind of like stay home for another week you know <laughs> don't come back for another week or and you know we had a couple of you know instances where somebody was exposed and you know i had to stay home with my kids for another week <laughs> So it was, it was a little crazy, but since then it's been okay. I have, there hasn't been any problems, but. I can't even imagine being a parent with school age children right now. I mean, or over the past, you know, over the past year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I have one student that has um, four children that she's had to work with at home. Yeah. And while she's doing her studies. Yeah. Right? The, gosh. Yeah. And you know, the, I, I mean, I have to go to work with what I do. I can't be home with my kids and homeschool them during the the quarantine for two months. Uh, our office was closed and, you know, we I got to stay home with them, which was so amazing, like being able to homeschool them for two months. It was challenging at first, but I actually had fun with it after a while. <laughs> after we got used to it, we did all kinds of science experiments at home. <laughs> <laughs> grow bacteria oh <laughs> uh, no not quite but yeah <laughs> but we had we had a lot of fun yeah i i made the best out of it you know i but you know they do they do good in school though face to face like they just need that interaction with well, other kids yeah, yeah. And, and, and being around uh, kids their age, right? The socialization is critical. Oh, yeah. My yeah. daughter is a social butterfly. She would go crazy if she couldn't interact with other kids her age. She would go crazy. My son, he would just be like, you know, on the divide <laughs> and he'd be happy. But, you know, he needs that because, you know, he just needs to, you know, he needs that interaction. And, you right. know, he needs, they, they need friends. It's so critical at this age, you know. 
eight and nine years old, I just remember how important it was for me to have friends when I was that young. So, but you know, you know, I have to, I have to add to that. Um, the, the social, the, the social aspect of my job is something that I sorely miss. I miss the interaction with my colleagues. I miss chatting in the hallways and uh, discussing what it is that we're doing in our, in our classes. Um, and that too has been rather eye-opening. So it's not just the students that need the socialization. The, yeah. The educators do as well. And um, I, I <laughs> we've, we've discussed this several times as we um, have our Zoom meetings, right? When we go ahead and uh, meet as a group. So um, yeah, it's, it's not just the students. It's, it's, it's the educators as well. Yeah, it's 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 hit at a variety of levels and it's hit a number of different um, stakeholders within the institutions. So it's been it's been an amazing period of time because we're all going through it. Yeah. Yeah. The school's doing okay, though. Like, gosh, I don't want to hear any stories about El Camino closing down because. No, not at all. Okay. Um, no, like I said, we, we are in the, in the midst of, of doing some planning for, uh, for the fall. Um, I have a plan as to how I want to conduct my laboratories. They're not going to be as what we had uh, pre-pandemic. It, it's not going to be the case. But it's better than I think what we have now. That's good. So... Um, my hope is, is that by the spring, um, it'll be closer to normal. Um, but we've got to get in there and, and, and um, begin. Yes, yes. Begin the process, however modified it's going to look. But we, we've got to go ahead and start. Right. So, soon. Yeah. Soon. My goal right now is to get through this semester with the fully online uh uh fully online. gosh you must so, have like way more paperwork to do is that... <laughs> it's creating essays online oh my gosh it's, it, it, it what, what i have found is is that it takes two to three times longer um, i can imagine all the clicks that i have to go ahead and do to get to uh the the uh the essays themselves and i didn't use the management system that that we're using now basically we had a base had it had to switch over and start using it in a matter of days wow you guys uh, literally had to learn like a whole new language overnight it's like I would, I would go ahead and call a friend okay what what do i do how do i do this please tell me we'd go ahead and schedule schedule uh meetings zoom meetings right and she'd have to go ahead and walk through some of these things with me because she had much more experience with the system than what i than what i had because there wasn't a necessity for me to go ahead and have that experience. Right. Until we shut down. And it's like mm -hmm. a matter of days. And unfortunately, one of my classes was canceled in the spring because of it. Oh, wow. No that, because in the spring, I handled three preparations. There is no way that I could go ahead and do that with three different preparations. Yeah. And we shut down. So my micro was actually canceled in the spring. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I had my majors, my two majors, biology courses. Um, and this spring, I have all three preps. So I began t 
teaching the microbiology again last fall, but online. Um, so that gave me the opportunity to become familiar with the course management system um, and um, really working, basically working on a course per semester. So it's, it's not as crazy as the last spring, um, but still not ideal. Right, right. Yeah. So do you have any other uh, passion projects going on besides, you know, I'm not that, I mean, I'm sure you, you have very limited time, <laughs> but I don't very know anything else. Time, but I, I do squeeze in birding. I, I enjoy birding. So I, I what's I like, birding watching? Uh, yeah. Observing uh, wildlife, specifically birds. Oh, and I, I, um, what happened in 2016 was is that I uh, took a sabbatical and I focused on birds at a local uh, preserve. And along with that, I took an extension course at uh, UCLA um, with uh, a biologist that specialized in ornithology and um, absolutely fell in love with um, that activity and um i try to squeeze it in when i can i wish i could do it more often not possible of course but it's just phenomenal learning about um different birds and the habitats within within which they preserve and learning about some issues that you have within the realm of conservation so um i've got a group of friends that are just as passionate about that and um it's 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 been fun i've been doing this since about uh, 2016 and oh, i'm in love with it that's cool so you that, know that, that i would say is a passion yeah okay yeah there's a lot of really big birds over here in <laughs> in georgia my gosh they <laughs> we go hiking and stuff and they're huge the wingspans are huge yeah wherever i go i try to go ahead and take advantage of that yeah uh, so i spent some time in um in Washington and hung out with a cousin and that's what we did, right? We hit we hit uh wildlife refuges and 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 um hit the hiking trails and just had a blast. Had a good time. Did you see any specific rare ones out there? Not rare ones, um, but um I was just I was there a very short period of time again because my my schedule didn't permit a lengthy stay. Um, but, um, in one weekend, I, I saw maybe a dozen bald eagles. Oh, right? wow. Oh God, they're gorgeous birds. Um, I've never seen one in real life before. Wow. They're amazing. They are absolutely amazing. So that was a treat for me. Yeah. That was a good treat. Um, but, but I do, that's when I have the time, that's what I try to do. Um, and I try to hit new areas and that's not often possible. So I stayed local. I'm not too far from El Camino. Pre-pandemic, I'd go ahead and walk to work. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the South Bay. Yeah. And I try to hit spots within the South Bay. I love that area, Gardena. That's like the, the Hawaiian town of, <laughs> of, Cal of Los Angeles, you know, and that's where I'm originally from. If you ever, ever make it out there, they have some beautiful birds in Hawaii. Mm. Definitely in a place that I would like to visit, but 
I think if I were to go ahead and focus on an area, an, an area within the, uh, the US, I would, like to, I would like to explore the Pacific Northwest a bit more. Okay. That, that, that right now is my, my, um, my favorite region of uh, the country. Um, I, I love visiting um, the Pacific Northwest uh, with family. Oh, that's nice. Like, yeah. I'm, is there a specific state? Can you think of like um, Washington? Um, but I, I took a road trip with uh, my mother a couple of uh, years ago through Oregon, and it's just incredible. It's amazing. gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous yes, yeah. So those are two states that I would like to explore a bit more. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you so much for meeting with me today. I really appreciate this conversation. And I just wanted you know, the opportunity to just tell you how much you impacted my life and um, what an amazing teacher you are. You know, I, I enjoy hearing from former students and um, it, it reaffirms the approach that I take. And it just, it makes my day. It makes my day when when I I have the opportunity to go ahead and engage in the conversation with them or when I visit with them. It, you know, I, I on on that road trip, I managed to visit with two former students in Portland. We met oh, for cool. dinner, um, and I maintain contact with others, and it's it's been a treat. Well, I, I hope that we stay in touch because um, I I, I will definitely have more you know nerdy science stories to tell. <laughs> in the future and i'm sure you have plenty <laughs> all right dr palos i really appreciate you thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing thank your you. story thank you and thank you everybody for coming and hearing uh dr palos's story on dark horse matters and you know if you like this episode just you know share it with your friends and just make sure you um you know subscribe and you know tune in with us next week and until then be passionate.